From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Just a nice way to start yeah, off. It's kind of raining nice. in L.A. I figured, you know, this is a great way to start the weekend sure. off. This is Peach Fuzz Camp. Love camp. it. Camp. Camp. We are the Sklar Brothers. This is... Uh, something in my heart feels like fire. Did I just mess up our own name? Sklar <laughs> Brothers, this is View from the Cheap Seats. Open in my heart. We got a great guest on the show today. A very funny comic and a sports fan, Owen Smith. Uh, he is fantastic, hilarious. Uh, and then later on the show, we got a voicemail coming at us from who, Rand? You know. Voicemail coming from Chris Christofferson, and it has to do with uh, what we're going to talk about at the top of the show, which is uh, cheating in sports. You know, I think it's so interesting because I want to take the 30,000 square foot, uh, square foot? 30,000 foot view. It's not a square foot. <laughs> if it's a 30,000 square foot, it's like only... 10,000 like by 3,000. My house is 30,000 no, square is feet. No, uh, The 30,000 foot view of of sports and why we go to it and why we take comfort in it and why there's excitement in it and why games... Matter. I watched. Yeah, like I watched Eastern Michigan. I, I just watched the highlights of Eastern Michigan and Northern Illinois. A, a game, a MAC game that wouldn't mean anything right. at all except that... Uh, Eastern Michigan has never beaten Northern Illinois. And Northern Illinois was a powerhouse for years and years. They were that MAC team that like would beat yeah. Power Five conference teams. This year they're down a little bit, but Eastern Michigan, you know, grow in Ypsilanti, just ten miles away from University of Michigan. We remember that team was always like the also ran team, the right. the the small MAC team that would never win, and they beat them there. It was an exciting and excitement. You know, for me, I'm like, this is really exciting that Eastern Michigan made it. They're, they made a bowl for the second year in a row, and they beat Northern Illinois, a team that they never beat in Northern Illinois on Northern Illinois' home field. So it's a big deal, and I'm like, this is why sports are great, and it's amazing. You never question whether or not cheating was involved. Anybody cheated. You're just like, this was it. The two teams lined up, and the better team that day won. And that's, that's what's exciting that's about the it. social contract we make with sports, and that's what we we hold up our end of the bargain. As There's fans. reason to it. That's why if like and if if like an official determines a game and it's a weird call the, or bad call, Donaghy that's why people stuff all that people stuff. get so mad. So then, if there's cheating involved, this is why steroids is such a hot button issue because then you can't quantify. Well, they won, but did they win because they cheated? And this is why, like, deflating balls is an issue for people and, you know, videotaping practice sessions is an issue for people and why. Because everyone wants to know at their core that every all the, the playing field is is level. Both teams are coming at it with, this, with zero advantages in the game except for talent. That's it. So when this issue of the Astros – Stealing signs, which is, by the way, something that a lot of teams do. Let us, but let's explain what is acceptable and what isn't in terms of stealing signs. They're stealing signs from the catcher so that the batters know what pitch is about to happen. And if you know what pitch is going to happen, and you don't have to have that split second, 
I need to see what the the way the arm motion is and the way the seams are coming if out. If you're guessing between changeup and fastball or off-speed pitch and fastball, especially if a guy's throwing 100 miles an hour and his yeah, off-speed which is pitch what is coming in. guys throw 95 to 100 if a, And his off-speed pitch is coming in at 84. That's a huge difference. If you're if a guy you're trying to time up a 100 mile an hour pitch, you have to start your swing almost as the guy's releasing the ball. Exactly. That's you the only way to, to connect. Start your the, the bat's got to go back as soon as that's happening. But the way you keep your hands back, the best hitters in the league can maybe adjust on the fly and dink a hit if it's a breaking pitch like over the the infield and drop it in. But it's very very difficult to do. Now, what you can do is if you have a runner who's on second base, who's earned his way onto second base, if he's looking in and the catcher is being very explicit with the signs he's giving. And you're able to understand the sequence. You're able to understand the sequence and know what they're going to throw. He, The guy on second base can give a signal to the batter of what's coming, and that's on the pitcher and catcher to, to get better at. That is not That is sign stealing that is acceptable as far as that's concerned because – then it's about how well you can disguise what your what your sign is, and what and you say throw. to your pitcher, keep the runners off base. That's right, keep them and off. And that's base. a very rare situational thing. You got a guy on second, like even a guy on first or third can't steal the catcher's signs you the way can. a runner on second. Can. So that is the time when they can steal the sign. Now, if your team has a camera in center field that is focused directly on the catcher, sending that signal not to the broadcast but to a computer in the Dugout. clubhouse in the tunnel in the clubhouse just by the dugout and you've got a trash can next to that clubhouse next to that computer where someone is banging on the trash can when they think that a off breaking pitch. pitch so that the batter can hear banging on a trash can so that they know that an off speech pitch is coming that's stealing signs that is against the rules and they are claiming that the astros did that well a pitcher on the, who mike fires said that that who was on the astros outed the astros on the team in the 2017 when they won. So when they won it all. In 2017. And you look at a team like the Astros and you're like, yes, they have great players. Yes, they have a lot of great Historically players. Historically amazing. Alex Bregman is a, without Jew. a doubt, Jew. He's a he's an MVP candidate. Jose Altuve, which Altuve in Spanish means boys medium. Yes. He, and which is the shirts that he wears. He is an MVP candidate. Correa is an MVP candidate. George Springer is an MVP candidate. Re- I mean, they have Jerry Springer. Reddick. Just every Guriel, this team, and then the pitching staff with Verlander and this year Garrett Cole, they didn't do it this year, but like... We're not saying, by the way, that they're a bad team. We're just saying if they have an advantage in certain games, then what is fair? That's an unfair advantage, and it makes you look back at their championship run. So when you heard this news about them and that it was so detailed... and that It, it was so, made me sad. I was bummed. I yeah. was bummed because I'm like, I wanted the Astros to go from... Remember, they were in last place, and they were just terrible for years and years, and they were all talking about building and stats, and Jeff Luno went from the Cardinals down there, and there was the whole issue of like sabotage in, in terms of... The Cardinals trying, trying to, to sabotage, sabotage Luno and his, and his server and all of his information, and get it. And Luno came down, and you're like, with stats, they built this team back, they, they had a plan, they had a process, and they came all the way back, and they did it. It gave every team that said, we're in rebuilding mode, hope that we can do it. So I watched the Tampa Bay Rays this year and they weren't supposed to figure in and they make the playoffs and they would so 
you're like you say to yourself, this is a team that can do. It. So if the Astros can do it, then the Rays can do it, and if the Rays can do it, Kansas City can do it, and if Kansas City can do it, the Reds can the do Reds it. The Reds can do it. Then Seattle can do it. Pittsburgh can come back if they were down in the in the dark ages. So you literally say every team has hope, but now you hear this and it makes you upset. And the craziest thing about the Astros, which is insane, is in their in their World Series video, because you do a video sort of like a one shining moment, but they do a whole video of, of like the, the season. season. You see the Astro players coming in the dugout. You see one guy. Come. Two, two guys. You see Bregman and I think Springer or Correa walk in, or Altuve. They walk in down the, the steps dugout. from the dugout. You see right there a computer and a trash can. Now, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying there's the evidence right there because it's it's close enough that you could hear it on the field, but out of view so that no one can see, see what's, what's going on. And so that, to me, is is the smoking gun, so to speak. Yeah. You can actually go on the computer. I wonder if they can look at old footage from there. And, and the MLB is going to investigate. The question is, what is going to happen? And we'll, t- we'll take this up right now. What do you think? And then we'll go to break. But what do you think is going to happen to them if it's found that they're guilty? What can you do? Do you take the World Series away from them? I don't them? think you can. I don't, I think, don't you think you can because it's not quantifiable necessarily. Do you what it asterisk means. it? And do you take the owners, the people who participated? Are they sanctioned? Are they censured? Do they pay a fine? How do they do you- lose draft picks yeah how do you how do you rectify this situation because then if you're the if you're the dodgers you say to yourself god why was kershaw hit so hard yeah because they knew what was coming you say to yourself kershaw was an unbelievable pitcher in the regular season had an unbelievable year in 2017 why was he hit so hard and maybe uh what's his name jansen and maybe what's his name wasn't tipping his pitches yeah the, uh, oh, yeah, I was going to uh, – Hugh Darvish. Hugh Darvish. Maybe he wasn't, quote-unquote, tipping his pitches. Yeah, that was the knock on him is that he was tipping his pitches. It might have ruined his career. Yeah. And, and, that be, and that moniker gets hung on that dude. How, how does that guy get reparations? I don't know. It's crazy. It goes pretty What would pretty you deep. do if you're Rob Manfred, Jack? I, I, I would ban all cameras from the stadium except for the network mm-hmm. camera mm-hmm. in the outfield. Mm-hmm. You cannot have any cameras out there. I would have police it. I would ban it. Mm-hmm. I would ban all – you know, I would check the computers and I would check the things in the webs. And so you're saying have an MLB representative just tracing yes. through the clubhouses yes. and through the things yes. to make sure that nothing, no communication. You got whatsoever. to. You have to now. Okay. You absolutely have to. And then I would figure out ways to punish the team. I don't know how you do it. I mean, the crazy. I, how great would it be if they're like, we got to replay that World Series. Get all the game old play- seven. No, get all the old players. No, you got to play the whole thing. Get all the old players. You know, like even if they're on different teams, bring them back together and play that World Series again. That to me would be the greatest. Seven games in April. Seven, seven games, games in, in March. A- seven games in March. Oh my God, that would be the greatest thing ever. You got a dome. You got a dome in 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 uh, Houston, and you've got in LA. Will the weather LA will the be weather nice. will be nice enough? Seven I, games in March. March. Do seven, it. Seven games in March. I love it. I want it. That's our take. Uh, all right. Uh, when we come back on the other side of the break, we got Owen Smith. I'm very, very excited. Uh, he's a really funny comic and a great dude. We were just in Austin, Texas. Thank you to everyone who came out to those Austin shows. You were amazing at Cap City. We'll be back at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival commentating ping pong. They're doing it at Spin this year. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and I, we were at the Waterloo Records, one of the greatest record shops ever. They were playing this Thin Lizzy song. I, I just shazammed it. I was so excited to hear it. It's Old Flame. Uh, we have the Sklar Brothers. God damn it, we love music and we love sports and we love comedy. All three come together after this break. We'll be right back with more View from the Cheap Seats right after this.
everybody. It's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Saleti Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day Renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the black owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, as promised, our good friend, the hilarious, great comedian, great actor, yeah, thank and you. comedian. Why'd you say that like, with a question? <laughs> I asked him, and he confirmed it for me. And he knows. Tell his me sports. that you're great. Is Tell what me that Randy you're great. did to Owen. <laughs> you know the old thing, Owen Smith. Well, what's up, dude? What's up, Randy? How I'm you so doing? Happy to have you here. So good to have you on. Thanks, the show. Jason. Man, you uh, you're a parent too, so we understand yeah. the things we need to. The, isn't it amazing? Because I I know you are an engaged dad. Yeah. In that you involved dad. Involved, yes. you're in, engaged in your kids' lives in a yes. way that, like, it's, we are. That we are right. Yeah. We same understand deal. it. We all have the same look of exhaustion. On no, I know. <laughs> but like, because you wear it well. Yeah, but we're <laughs> night owls. You yes. know what I mean? Like, yes. so you look at a comic who yeah. like shows up at a show and is like. <laughs> What'd you do today, man? I slept till three, and then I yeah, went I to brunch. That, and then right. you're like, fuck Ugh. you, man. Like, then they go, go on stage talking about their girlfriend. It's like, Ugh. the fight was, was that like, hard for right, you right. to have a phone conversation? <laughs> I'm fighting with someone who has no logic to wear clothes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do you understand? I'm forcing yeah. another human to put a shirt on. It's crazy. You know, I don't know what the name of that sporting event is when they, in rodeos, where they use the rope and they tie a cat. Yeah, you're like, it's, oh God, that's roping. Uh, What is that called? What is that called? Steer roping. roping. Clearly inspired by getting a three-year-old dress. Yes. That's it. Like, it's the same motion. the sweater around his legs. Honey, tie it. Tie it. Go do it. Bing, eight seconds. You move on to the next round. Yes. Well, what I say to someone who- Steer roping. Who has a steer roping. Steer roping, Who has a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Yes. I say, think about- the craziest fight you've ever had with your girlfriend. The yeah. moment where like, all you wanted to do was go to sleep, but they wanted <sighs> to keep this fight going and they're standing up in the bathroom and they're, they're or they won't leave a party and Ugh. you're just begging them to leave the party yes. or they won't oh, come over. Oh, that's the worst. Okay, so you uh, think about that time? Yeah. That's every day for a parent. <laughs> that's every goddamn morning. Yes. So do you, I mean, like yeah. it makes me think about like LeBron and his yeah. kid. I mean, you I have to yeah. have a spouse, if you're an athlete, yes. You have to have a spouse that's like, I'm gonna take it all. Yeah. So I get all the money. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to take it all. I'm yeah. going to do it all. Yep. 
Yep. I'm going to take care of everything. I will deal with I all this We're stuff. not rich enough to have someone to say I'm going to do it all. No, but still, but still, I mean, I talk to, I know so many people who are kind of doing well and uh-huh. they still, when they come home and they try to reinsert themselves in the family dynamic, That's the right. wife still is like, hey man, this, this is my stuff. Like, right. You're and, now, it's now saying like if the Nationals yeah. got Bryce Harper back. <laughs> They'd be like, get, get away. away. We don't need we, you. We, we're fine. We, we want without, without you. We don't need you. That's what your wife is saying to you when you've been on yes. the road. We've been winning without yes. you. Yes. And she'll say it non-verbally, which is worse. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, here, I'm going to help out. And then you get a look and you're like, oh, oh God. God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's not go there, look. And it's yeah. like the Clippers without Paul George. But yeah, now man. they have Paul George. And now they're- Are yeah. you, Oh, yeah. yeah. So we, you're like, I can make us What's better your team? Do you have an NBA team? That yeah. Um. I'm a Wizards um, guy, but I love out here. I'm a Clippers guy. Mo Wagner, dude. <laughs> Mo blowing up. Balling. Straight balling. We knew it. We called it. We know the man. I love the guy. I mean, Michigan guy. Yeah, I'm happy for that. I dropped 31 the 31, big Mo. So I, so I love good. the Wizards. Um, Stretch five. I, 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 just, I do this weird thing now because I'm older than all of the players. So I, I, I think feel, about that Yeah, too. man. So I feel weird wearing their shoes and all of that stuff. <laughs> it's like, it's not going to help me. Like, it's like wear, idolizing your nephew. Yeah. It's like, like that doesn't work. No, it's like if I Anymore. wear LeBron's, the only thing it might affect my hairline. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like yo, it's my so hairline like, moving Why back? is he it's wearing like, a headband yeah. in the middle of his head on stage? Yes, I wear. I wear. Uh, what's my bad names? I wear. Uh, like LeBron's old in the league now, and he's still ten years younger than us. Yeah, yeah. I he's wear an uh, old man. I ran out the first pair of sneakers I ever felt emotionally that I wanted to emotionally go out and get, and I felt even weird. Is mm-hmm. uh, I, I ran out and bought the Kawhis because he's a quiet player that gets it done i feel like assassin. i'm a quiet yes guy you are an assassin your done. jokes are so good so i was just right. like i like this Who guy is that? The, new balance new balance and I, yeah. which is a white man's shoe clearly <laughs> i mean and I, it's <laughs> like the shoe of the alt-right <laughs> exactly exactly so kidding, it's not the shoe no no they, that's case with that's case with KKK Swiss. That's so funny. Let's, let's do that. Let's shoot that. Let's do that. Uh, let's uh, shoot that commercial yeah, right now. Man. All right, shoe. So you, so you, I, I, yeah, you I, don't I, get a I left shoe out. and a right shoe. You get a right shoe and an all right, right. shoe. <laughs> KKK Swiss. Did you? That's hilarious. <laughs> so are you? So you ran out and got the quads. Ran out and got the quads, man. I did dope, but now I, I did now you feel I, like a kid again. I felt like a kid again, and I'm like load managing my marriage. Like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> did you have to buy something for your wife because no, you, you know what I, I tried. You know you? what I did. I tried to sneak them into the rotation, so I would only wear them on that's stage. That's what I'm doing with this jacket right now. That jacket is so Literally fly, what I'm dude. doing with this jacket right now. Yeah, I tried so to sneak your wife it. was like, what are those? Do you yeah. like making breakfast? What are those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I can't course, talk about this now. Yeah, I got a brush. Yeah, because we don't wear shoes in the house, so I kind of keep it. <laughs> and there, But there was, of course, there was a thing. Baby, can you run upstairs? And I had the shoes on. I was like, oh, <laughs> now. <And> I, <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, damn it. She's going to see them. Because I was just only wearing them on stage, feeling like a king. You know what I mean? You Thought Kawhi, yeah, the the Kawhi effect of the shoes would it, be that you would be the quiet leader of your house and no one would even know that no you had one the even shoes noticed on. that I had them on stealthy. But of course, events happen where I get ex- I got and they're bright white shoes. You so can't even. I wanna, so how? I mean, yeah. we clearly know how good he is. Like yeah. clearly, he is insane. And by the way, Toronto surprising everyone. Still this good. Year. Still being still great. Good. Still good. Yeah. Talk about addition by they watch tapes of Kawhi every like, game. Oh, <laughs> Fire is a great player. Yeah. They have I mean, great players. Stepped yeah. up and they play great. Yeah. But you understand why he is as good as he is. Why do you think yeah. 
it didn't work in San Antonio? Because we'll talk about this later. Because we'll great get a great question. Why man. did he not? Because Popovich to me, Popovich to me is the guy who will like speak out about against yeah, Trump. Yeah, he loves his players so much. Like no doubt. I can't believe those two didn't get along. I'm gonna tell you why. Everything you're saying this is just my my perspective mm-hmm. on it. You forget Kawhi looks like an older man, but you forget he's a young he's a kid. kid. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've been to San Antonio. Antonio recently. Mm-mm. It's not a young person's town. It's not a young person's town, and it's not. It's the middle of Texas. It's the middle of Texas. You can't even get a pancake, really, unless mm-hmm. you go to like IHOP. Like it's not. And he, the the narrative they've been painting of him is that he all he's always wanted to come back to California, right? And so if he was in Houston, maybe he'd have been cool because well, the nightlife or just the energy yeah, or more, Dallas, even. I mean, let's pay. Let's say exactly yeah. what it is. It's like. Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. He loved Oklahoma City, but he comes to Oakland, which is... I mean, you said... Jalen Rose said this. It's woke as shit. You got black people and white people. You got black culture there. You've got Silicon Valley. The city voted for Obama. You understand? Like That was what Jalen Rose says. Obama came on when there was a huge tornado in Oklahoma City, and he comes on the the screen, and they booed him. Look, they booed Trump at the National I got to get out of here. He's got like, I can't be around in his brain he's right. doing I want to play for people who are booing my guy right yeah no you can't it's just like and and you I just wouldn't. don't feel you just don't feel like yourself you want to be around where you have things that just make it all feel worth so it so he yeah. left Oakland which is a great town and goes to Brooklyn which is well, equally would, as yeah, great yeah but even yeah. better yeah Brooklyn is the best place ever and it's on the rise like Kevin totally. is smart as hell, man. He was he like is. the Knicks are just, ugh, that's just not. Dude, Did you James see his interview? Dolan, man. James Dolan is the reason guys do not. So the ownership, yeah. he's the, you want to talk about cancer in a locker room. <laughs> this is the guy. What? like, but And, and he acts like he's not aware of it. Like, so here's my thing, because you know he plays in some shitty blues He's a musician, band. yeah. Shitty yeah. blues man. Yeah. The road yeah. dogs, it's the road terrible. hogs. James and his, the, James and his, JT giant and the peach. giant, I don't know. It's like a corporate band. So yeah, it's like here's worse. what I'm saying. Worse. I think the Knicks. Uh-huh. The players yeah. on the Knicks should pool their money together uh-huh. and create a fake record label that gives him a record contract so that he can focus on his on the music condition full-time. that he sells the Knicks. Sells the Knicks. So, like, imagine oh. that if they literally went that deep on the backside <laughs> to get James Dolan out to be like, man, you got to focus on your music full time. Get rid of the Knicks. You got a record contract. You got a record yeah, man. You got, you got a tour. You got to be out on tour. You got merch. You come got, on, man. Come on, man. You got you got Empire a Records website. from the right. TV show Empire. <laughs> Wait, that's they not a label. Fake label. Cookie Lions is here to talk to you. Because <laughs> the Knicks, because we had yeah, Blake Griffin yeah. on this show. We talked yeah. about all the time. And when LeBron was deciding where he was going to go. Right. Remember that? It was last uh-huh. year, two years ago. Blake, uh-huh. We said, what if he comes to the Clippers? And Blake was like, I would love it, but I don't think it's going to happen. He said, mm-hmm. I think he's going to New York. And that was in the moment. He said, I think him and the whole Banana Boat crew are going to get together in New York. Like, Chris Paul is going to go there, and all his people are going to get together oh, wow. in New York. And we, we said, said why? Because nah. the Knicks suck. He said, man... I can't tell you, mm-hmm. but playing in Madison Square Garden, this is what yeah. Blake Griffin said, yeah. is is more special than playing anywhere else. He said it's just this basketball. So he makes that comment on our show, and then it got picked up. Oh. 
And Stephen A. Smith is talking about. Of course, Stephen A. Smith doesn't even mention Big us Knicks by fan. name. No. Oh. But he was just like, I mean, why is this guy? Right. I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, why is this guy? Why don't you worry about your own? Team? Why don't you invite him to your team? And we were like, okay, Stephen A. You're right, but he was just uh, being honest. He's right. just being honest. He was being but honest. Being what honest. it told us is that there is a lure. Yeah. Even as shitty as the Knicks are, yeah. there's still a lure to play. You take MS. the subway. You yeah, or you take whatever car a, he's, service. He's from still a kid from Akron in Ohio. Cats. I think would want that LA sunshine more than mm-hmm. that New York just state of mind. And I think you're Kevin right. Kevin Durant is from where I'm from, same neighborhood, Prince George's County, Maryland. And we all fantasy, we all pretended like we were from New York from to, New York to get women growing up. So <laughs> his natural migration, his migration to being the man in Brooklyn makes complete Total sense to an East Coast and kid. make Brooklyn the team of New York. Yeah, I mean, you know Brooklyn is way better than, and way it's just like, it's on the rise, man. If you've been to that arena, like it, where it is, it's insane. And cool part of town, all kinds of people really cool. there. It's like, yeah. I mean, we've yeah. got we've so so we went. He's a part owner of it. Like, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah. Even, even just there. from a comedy perspective. So where did we do? We did our other podcast, Don't People Town, live. Where did we do it? We did it at the Bell House in Brooklyn. That's we didn't huge. do it in Manhattan. We did right. it in Brooklyn, yeah. and that sold it out. We that time we came back and did a week of like we were shooting something for JetBlue, and that whole week we did shows. Yeah. All of our shows we did in Brooklyn. The Knitting Factory. We did I comics. Love the knitting Factory. Knitting yeah. Factory. What was the one? The one in the back of the bowling alley. That yeah. place was so Whoa. good. That place was an amazing room. The spare comics room. You should yeah, know. Comics you should know in the oh, spare room. That was a great show. Yeah. But it was all happening, all going off in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And yeah. so I mean I I get that. But what it is amazing, the cultural aspect yeah. of you know, and that league is such a players' league. Yeah, players' definitely. league. So yes. if, if Kawhi wants to go to the Clippers, guess what? He's going to, He's the going Clippers. to the Clippers. That was insane, man! If how LeBron- he pulled that off, dude. Too. That was amazing. <laughs> and then to get Paul George too, which was it's no crazy. one expected. Yeah, but it's to me, this mm-hmm. is the most exciting NBA season that Incredible, I can remember. Yeah. This is the first time we don't know who's going to be there in the end. You have no idea. It's like hopefully everyone stays healthy and then it'll even be more uh, exciting. And it's like the floor spacing that the Houston Rockets are starting to get. Like they frustrate me like watching them I play. Know, because yeah. James Harden, if you leave him five feet behind the line, he's going to drill, he's, he's gonna he's drill crazy. it on you. Yeah. Dude it's, is unbelievable. He seems like a cool dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? like he seems like he would be into like alt comedy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he yeah. and Reggie Watts hang out. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like that's my yeah. guy right there. Or like yeah. he just knows. Like to me, he's like a big John Mulaney fan. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, dude, he just is a really interesting guy. Yeah, he man. seems like a great NBA dude. Yeah. Like he's a guy that he's got like an old school body. Like yes, like yes, um, Bernard like King cut. type. Yes. <laughs> Or Oscar yeah. Robertson. Yeah, Bernard like King was the guy body. that just yeah. you hear like old guys talk about Bernard oh, King. Did he score fifty? Fifty. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. he was like Played the, for the uh, bullets, and yeah. he was a guy who did. He didn't look like Dr. J. No, but he put those numbers up, and you just said to yourself, "Man, this guy was." God. And he was an angry. It's angry. so funny you hear him talk. Yeah. I mean, of course, his childhood is what caused it. Like, yeah, he of was, course. He was yeah. trying to score on all the people that molested him. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm a dunk on every oh, single person that touched me as a kid. And yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's like that. He played with an anger. Played with a definite anger. He played with an anger. And he never stopped moving. And right. that was like in an era where people were like, come on, man, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, we did cocaine last yeah, right. night. This is the NBA. <laughs> yeah, right. Slow the fuck down. Right. I just had a six pack, man. What are you doing? I'm wearing street just, shoes. Like, no one right. is like in right. any shoes that are good. I could I, twist my ankle in these shoes. I love right. watching old NBA games just to oh. see the lack of tattoos. Yeah. Like, man, nobody had a tattoo. <laughs> No, I know when they had the thigh uh, shorts. I mean, high shorts. But That's in the so 80s true. in the NBA, or in the early 90s too, yeah. like late 80s in your, 
guys would just square off and start fighting at the oh, free throw line every night. And they would just separate yeah. and be like, get okay, on the get line. On the free You're all still in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Guys <laughs> coming off the bench, people coming out of the crowd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we all freaked out at Ron Artest. Like, go back. I know. Go back, go back into the years, 80s. Right. Yeah. Yes. And when, like, everyone, camera guys are yeah. taking swings at people. Oh, man. I love the guy. That's We need the shot, Dave. That's right. I love guys at NBA games. Yeah. The dudes who are watching who are who put wear the jersey with no shirt underneath yes. like like you think that if everyone gets injured someone's gonna call, call you, you down and they have the, the worst bodies ever <laughs> like they haven't done they couldn't do a burpee if you gave no, them a thousand come on, dollars man are you yeah. a college fan too i am University man but Maryland? You, I, yeah i'm gonna tell you this uh whenever they're winning i am on board I'm, I love, like, I'm so excited, but I don't follow them because when I used to follow them, and they used to frustrate the mm-hmm, shit, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I just, um, just because I'm out here on the West Coast, I, I keep up with, like, how they're doing. But they're I, good this year. But I get so emotional. I know, but I get good. so emotionally. So are we. It ruins my day, man. So I Me have too. to, like, back man, away, please. I have to treat it like, uh, you know, all right, I'm not on Instagram for a week kind of thing, and right. then I'll go back. How are they doing? Okay, good. All right. I get but, but you kind of like, and then it surprises you. That's, yes. great. That's great that you can turn it off. I, like I, I can't even turn it off. Like, I, for me, I'll be watching a Michigan, yeah. a Michigan football game, whatever. If it's close, yeah. and if it's a good game, I have to turn off the game and only follow it just, just by, by score. score. I, can't, I can't watch Notre Dame football during the season. Are you a Notre Dame fan? I, went, I graduated from You graduated from Notre Dame. So it, 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 it physically affects me man so, so you, i always like being delighted to hear that we won i don't need to see it because i i get it's not pleasant <laughs> i get i get so dude you're like us. kids you forget they're kids right. so they're gonna make mistakes That's that kids right. make so when you were there who were your teams jerome like, bettis was there oh man yeah man Buzz, Buzz, uh, Derek Mays. Roger Ishmael. Derek Mays is my man yeah he he's was there a great dude we yeah, used to play man. basketball with him are out you serious here. yeah he's so out the, here he's, he's out, out here but like he would yeah. do the the he Radio, would do the sports or the, the NBC yep, show did. there. Yep, uh, uh, he would cover it. Notre Dame. He would. So do we it. did the comedy room. Uh-huh. The legends, like across, legends. Yeah, like yeah, across the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, really so, one of my favorite shows. That yeah, we've ever man, done. it's and great, we, right? And great we texted room. him. We're like, hey, we're here. Uh-huh. And he's like, bas- come over to the basketball game. I'll get you guys sitting in the press. Yeah. I loved that basketball. It's fantastic. Cool. Like a little dome thing. It's just yeah, it's smaller than you think it's going to be. Yeah. So when we were walking around Notre Dame, we said to ourselves. I get it. I get why people come here. <laughs> exactly. I get why people come back and get married here. Yeah, same. I get why people It's are, a magical place. It's a beautiful campus. It's one of the, the most amazing campuses I've ever been on. I mean, I, I was biased, of course, but then I, I you know. You're I, talking I, about Michigan guys yeah, who yeah, went to Michigan yeah. going there and just understanding the yeah, lure of it all. It's incredible. And so um, my wife is from Gary, Indiana, and she's never been on campus. She's never been on campus? No, it's like the Statue of Liberty in New York. Yeah, right, like, you don't like, go. Why do yeah. I want to yeah, go? Yeah, exactly. When you your know. kids get older, you can take them to I game. can't wait. You because have I used to, do to that. I have friends there, so I, I would go, I used to take people from LA to watch the game on the field because I used to perform there all the time sure. and I started like kind of cut my teeth like you mm-hmm. know performing there and <clears throat> so the so I'd be place the knows you the yeah. athletic department knows you it's insane I'd be on the field and people be like yo Owen and I'm like oh it's like <laughs> it's so cool oh, so dope like so you know great. and um and uh, so I took one of my, I had a manager one time, and he's a big USC guy, and we we got to watch to the, the USC, USC game at, at Notre Dame it's on amazing. the field, and we lost. Was that the push him in the end zone? Yeah. Uh, the the Matt Liner. push Matt yep. Liner into yep. the end zone yep. game? Yep. I remember like, that. Was, it's just there's, so, yeah. there's a magic to that team. Yeah, I man. just can't even describe it. There's a magic to that team that is just – 
it's a yeah. mystique. You yeah. know, it's almost if like it, the, it feels they're not even in our conference. And when Michigan beat them this year, it was handily. I was like, big. we Th- felt thanks. good. Thanks. We, thanks. I know. Well, you well, well last, you beat us last, last year. year. I know. When you Opening beat us last game. year, it was it it yeah. hurt. I'm like, this hurts more than another loss. We started because... off all off because okay, funny story. <clears throat> well, oh, I should never leave with that because it made. <laughs> it no, made we'll, but we'll, we'll with you. So when I was in school, the Fab Five was playing. Yeah, same with us. That's and so yeah, so they come. Michigan comes to play at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I'm a freshman, and uh, I was still getting acclimated to being. This is the first time in my life I felt like a minority. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like right. I wasn't angry, but I was so happy to see five brothers come in. Just yeah. my blackness. I was just like, right. yeah, like yes. I was <laughs> quietly. Yeah. And so they were whooping our ass in, in basketball and. Just for seasoning, Chris Webber does like this two hand. Yeah, I swear he jumped off two feet from just barely inside the free throw line and just, just dunked on down, the yeah. whole arena. That's yeah. right. And I don't know how it happened, but I looked down. I had a Michigan T-shirt on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like, yeah. Like, in the Notre Dame oh section, I was full on Michigan. Oh my god! My first love is from Michigan. She played basketball for Notre Dame. Oh no way! And it was Skyler like Skylar Diggins. Skylar's my girl. It's so funny. I wrote on the ESPYS when her. she was like starting to like ascend, and everyone always loved her. And um, I used to I would go back to perform mm-hmm. with Skylar, and like I never told anybody that I knew Skylar. Mm-hmm. So when we went back to this, she was like, Hey, Owen. They were like you know Skyler, like mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. yes, I do. She's yes, I do. she's incredible, man. And uh, so, but my first love played basketball. She holds like the rebounding record, and she taught me how to shoot. That's amazing. I did not know I was. I, uh, uh, Royale Watkins, shout out to him, had a funny joke. Shout he said out. I had a community college jump shot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can't bring a community college jump shot to Notre Dame. No, no. So, but, 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 but Letitia Bowen that was her, was her name. She's married now. Is uh, McGriff, I believe, is her last name. She taught me how to shoot, and I almost cried, dude, because I could, because I was, in, I was then able to shoot from half court. Like the ball felt weightless. Yeah, and that's all I would do. I went to school with Monty Williams. Yeah, who's the coach of uh, Arizona? Yes, yes. And so Monty and I played high school against Monty Williams. No way. Yeah, he was two years older than me. Monty in high school, dude. Unreal, insane, oh, and a straight I A can't student. Even imagine. Let me tell you what and he, a straight what he, A student. Straight, so we used to have these things in in PG County, Maryland. I don't know if other people had it, but they were called um, game bells, where you played while everyone was at school. So every now and again on the schedule, we'd have like a, uh, a two, a two o'clock game. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We never so had that. We played. Monty went to a high school called Potomac High School. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never forget. It was like one of those James Worthy UNC plays. He gets the rebound, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Full outlet uh, up to half court. <clears throat> the point guard does not cross half court. He just throws the ball up. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting on the bench, like, and I'm looking, and I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> Monty catches the ball on the other end and dunks it backwards. He's already made it already all the way down Already made there. it. Like dunked in like all, five steps. Five steps, dunked on our whole squad. It's amazing. And the breakaway rim doesn't pop all the way back up. So you have a whole school. <laughs> <laughs> in the time it takes the maintenance crew to do it, you're <laughs> it like, thanks a lot. You just... It oh just my God. in the in like the first defeated in like the first quarter he defeated our whole it was yeah. he was insane and That's, then yeah so we used to play at this there's a Newt Rockney Center on Notre Dame's campus mm-hmm. so everybody who and it's like basically like a hot box it's a sweat box mm-hmm. and we would all play these intense one on one games and Monty would be there and he mm-hmm. would be giving me like pro tips like you know how strong you gotta be to dunk on somebody mm-hmm. like he would be like getting at me <laughs> and he was and one time I stole the ball from Monty and he was chasing me it was like back like we were back in high school but I did something he taught me to do like you use the rim against a taller player right yes. 
and I scored on him, and it was like I did one of those PG County moves where I wasn't looking at him, but I was looking at him. Like after ah, I scored, yes, I was yes. running back all confident. Then he takes it to another level. Yeah, he, he just dunks. Yeah, yeah, it was like ah, oh, goddamn. Right, um, uh, Coquise Washington mm-hmm. uh, played for. Um, she she's a WNBA champion, and mm-hmm. she coaches at the University of Pennsylvania. I want to mm-hmm. say. And she was a point guard, and she used to teach me all these little crafty things. And ah, it's amazing. Amazing. She would be like, um, I'm about to steal it from him and watch this. And it'd be like this cocky dude with his shirt off. And she'd be like, <laughs> ah, <laughs> And she was like, like, just mentally, I learned like how like if you meet a point guard, just how they kind of just roll. Like she mm-hmm. she was like a leader, man. It was insane. And the stuff best. She was it's fundamentally sound. Fundamentally. <clears throat> WNBA is like the, the most fundamentally yeah, sound. Yeah, the best. And, uh, and who, who, it was, I had to tell you one more story. Oh, but so, so cut to. Uh-huh. So years later, I'm writing on Everybody Hates Chris, right? Mm-hmm. Working on the show, mm-hmm. doing Punch Up and mm-hmm. in the show, all this stuff. Yeah. Go to a benefit with Tashina Arnold and Terry Crews. Yeah. And Gladys Knight sings on stage. We get on stage, we sing. It was like a great night. Amazing. Benefit was sponsored by Chris Webber. Mm-hmm. Chris Webber loved Everybody Hates Chris. So he corners yeah. me. Start telling me an episode. I'm going to tell you what it's about. Like he was like. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. So there's this Kwanzaa episode. This Kwanzaa. And he does the thing. And he was like, he's, you got to get me on the show. You got to get me on the show. So I was, like, uh, I was like, man, you have no idea like. What a fan I am of you, but I had to like, you yeah, know, pre- he was fanboying in the show, so, so I was just like, happen. yeah. So he had just retired, right? Mm-hmm. And so then I, I go back and I'm all excited and I talk to execs into letting us write a role for Chris Webber. He mm-hmm. loves the show. Mm-hmm. So we write a little small role for him uh, where he plays like this mechanic named Tiny, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and one of the things I did on the show too is I was able to work with non actors to make sure they Coach nailed it yeah. yeah yeah i know yep. especially like our comic friends i was like all right this is and so he came on set and when he came on set a call time was like at seven in the morning it was everyone was like oh shit it's chris webber that's you right. know that's right and um mm-hmm. and uh and then i worked with him he was ready man he nailed it. he was super he funny was. he's so Knocked smart and so, so good as an good. announcer so good you know what i'm saying so good and he nailed it and it was so much fun i was so happy that he was able to like do that and he like genuinely he like loved it right because he knew you were the one who pulled it yeah so then afterwards he goes uh so he's rapping this is rap on chris webber it's about like 9 30 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and uh they go um um, he goes, so what y'all going to do now? And I go, well, we got to finish. We got to do the rest <laughs> of the 12 hours of the show. episode. Oh, you mind if I hang out for a little bit? Nah, man, hang out. Yeah, please. So then, uh, you know, kind of forget, like, I'm going back back at Video Village. And mm-hmm. then action, shooting the next shot. You can see this big shadow in the shot. And the director's like, cut that. Whose shadow is that? And it's Chris eating the donut. Like, just, <laughs> like he has no idea. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yo, Chris, you got to uh, stand. You got to you just, just move. You're oh, six bad. foot ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad, gotta, dog. My bad, dog. My bad. Yeah, stand and then it back. basically went from, oh, shit, it's Chris Webber to, oh, oh shit, shit, here come Chris. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, everyone, like, hate, everyone yeah, hates Chris Webber. Everyone hates Chris Webber. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Terry's like, Chris is in my trailer. What's trailer? <laughs> I love it. All right, let's take a break because when we come back, uh, there's so many things in there. Dude, we're going to have you back on this show. Owen Smith is with us. Uh, This is Slow Down, Brand Newbians. I heard this the other day and I I just had to play it. All right, uh, View from the Cheap Seats. Uh, Owen Smith will talk. uh, I want to talk Kaepernick on the other side of this thing. Lots to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. There's so much to talk about. We'll get it on the other side. Uh, All right. We'll be right back. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide, plus massive data capacity, plus spam blocking features, 
And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with 5 plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase, auto pay, and paper free billing required. Terms apply. Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu partnerships. That's wgu.edu partnerships. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Owen Smith is here. Uh, follow him on Twitter. He yeah, is Owen Smith, the number four real. Owen Smith for real, real on Twitter, Instagram, and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and live shows, people can see you. How can they find out how to? Uh, OwenSmithLive.com. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 usually at the Comedy Store, Improv, or the Laugh Factory. Any road stuff, or mostly around? Not right now. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be I'll be I'm I don't know. I got to get a Netflix special or something. To, I would love it. That. You're you ready. Whatever one. we saw you do. Whatever I saw stage, you do the material I, we've been seeing you. you do. I'm is, making you come do my school benefit because I can't wait. Go crazy on that. I can't. Wait, super so fun. good. Um, just the wait. stuff about you and your relationship with your wife and all that. <laughs> it's so good. Just even you, you talking about the sneakers on this show. I'm like, I <laughs> please do a bit get, about that. I intimately <laughs> get all of it all the time. Well, I'm so and you know sports. You wrote for the ESPYS. You know what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. So so let's talk let's about. Let's do some quick hits. Let's do some cool. quick hits. I want to talk about. I want your perspective on the Kaepernick thing because it's great. The the chirping back and forth between Stephen A. Smith and Eric Reed is fascinating yeah. to me. And so I'm trying to understand it. And maybe we're like some- huge Kaepernick defenders for right. his protest. Yeah. And then at the same time, we just go, okay, well, what is he trying to do? Right. I mean, and this is what I don't know, and maybe you have better perspective on this. Is he trying to get back into the league, mm-hmm. or is he just trying to make a statement? And or is he, he trying to mask or unmask how how shitty the league actually is? Well, I, I want to. I just want to even take it uh, back another step. It's like we are looking at Colin like he's like this static individual. Like we only see him when we see him. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize like what he's been through these last three years, right? Like his livelihood has been taken from him. Um, Except that he, he did get a huge contract with Nike to do his thing, but his but ability not, to yeah, but his whole play sports. His whole it's like he you're looking at the one man on earth who's not allowed to be angry, mm-hmm. right? So what does that feel like? You know what I mean? Like if he chose any type of anger it the narrative on it is spun into this yeah, whole he's had thing. to be so careful with how he steps yeah but if any of this and so is is he uh so is he um martin he's everyone wants him to be martin luther king in this mm-hmm. and just be non-violent and just you know taken in that regard and no one <laughs> wants him to have a little bit of malcolm in mm-hmm. him you know yeah mm-hmm. and so i feel like you see i mean again is he even 30 uh, I think he's maybe he's thirty-one. Yeah, so all this is happening to him. 
so just when I watched his reaction, like, we ready to play. Like when he was like just that was like stuff built up. Like he loves the game. He wanted to play the game. And the thing he was shining light to was a very simple thing in his mind. He wasn't. I don't feel like he was like everyone's saying that he ruined his <clears throat> the narrative of him ruining his um, job interview and how you. I mean, that's that is a perspective. 32. Like, He's 32. So that, that's, that's a perspective. So just it's just turned 32. Yeah, it's two types of mindsets. It's people who are employees and it's people who are employers, right? Mm-hmm. So I like we always do that like with like, why do you name your children? Like my mom named me Owen because she wanted me to be able to get a job. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to work for anybody. You know what I mean? Like you, look what I, you did. You're your own I wanna employer. I wanna be my own employer. Mm-hmm. Um I'm still currently working for people in weird ways, but my my spirit is that of an employer. Exactly. So my spirit is my my inner spirit is a, a dude named like, you know, luck of a Demartius or whatever you know like yes. you know like I have a yes. So you're just looking at a guy if he was if he was more I hate to say this but if he was like more um, if he knew how to hit those talking points and um, was more like pointed and specific I don't want to say articulate but just into he was more what, of a into, marketer like into a self marketer in that way in, into what he was trying to do and could be really clear. Um, I don't think any of this would be, uh, but they like they. See, I kind of think to yeah. to me, I felt like he. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, but yeah. I felt like he thought as soon as he realized that the media wouldn't be allowed to co right. to go to the tryout. All his well, distrust issues. All his distrust because mm-hmm. wh- why wouldn't the whole NFL show up? All the owners. Because right. he already said they colluded against him anyway. Yeah. Why wouldn't they all show up and then all the owners come out afterwards and be like, he's not good. And, hard, and nobody man. there from the media could be like, we saw it because, you know what I'm it saying, was, that there's only, the cameras they would control the narrative as far as that's concerned. Yeah. So I understand, like, why couldn't the owners allow the media in there? Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There was something that is, everybody's a little to, to kind of blame yeah. here. Like, why couldn't they have bent on that and said, like, look, we're going to allow ESPN to cover it. We're going to allow NFL right. Network. One place. NFL Network. NFL right. Network is the one place that's going to be allowed to cover Why couldn't the NFL Network lean on the owners, yeah. lean on Goodell and say, hey, let's cover this thing. We're going to shoot. We're going to record this thing because I think they didn't want him to get that important, uh, to be that important. They wanted shape, this to right. go away. Yeah. And so that, it just bothers me. I agree me. with that. I agree with a lot of that. And I, and I feel like he was just trying to take his power back mm-hmm. and move it to this this place. Now, the execution of it um, is what everyone was harping on. And, and and then they were talking about the shirt that he wore. That's like, yeah, I mean, like, it's, come on, man. Yeah. Like, I don't, but but it's like you said, like on certain on a certain level, just wear a plain shirt, man. If, don't let anything. Uh, if I'm him, and this is what you were talking about, then yeah. don't let anything get get in the way of what you're trying to do. And if you want to get back what, in the league, right? But it's, well, so it's what like, is it? it well, what can he do more? Where can he do more <clears throat> good for whatever he's trying to do? Is it in the league, or is it? Against the league in moments like this, that's the question. Well, I mean, he wants to play, so there. Well, I feel like the thing that he was taking a knee for is still occurring. Yes, of and so what he took a knee for, I don't really see anyone of influence and power addressing doing 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 the best they could mm-hmm. to try to address it. You know what I mean? Like, Certainly not in this he current has bought, administration. Yeah, he has brought awareness to it. Um, to some people who weren't ready to see it or hear it and then so now you got to deal with the time that it takes for people to you know uh go through all of that but i don't know what more you can do i mean he's not working and i don't know how much money he got like 
from, from Nike. From Nike. You, you should have got a know, lot. And but I don't I mean, know. I, yeah, and, and I, I think you know. But that's the whole thing. It's like you. So the the X factor is they needed him to play along, right? This dude is still angry and hurt, man. And so no one is saying, no one's apologized to him. <laughs> no one's acknowledged like his feelings. So it's like for him to do what he did, I'm not surprised that he just. Right. Because it's kind of like in this game, like if you keep getting shut out, we all know comics or whatever who are getting opportunities for other reasons. And you know who the gatekeepers are. Mm-hmm. And so. Well, we've all had people do crappy things to us, and then it's your choice is on you to like, are you, how long are you, like, I've had people tell me, hey man, you gotta be more of an asshole. You're too nice, so Mm -hmm. they keep looking past you because they know you're not gonna say nothing. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I'm a six foot five black man, so Mm -hmm. if I I do anything, uh, my anxiety is that that's gonna be blown out of, we knew he was like that, you know what I'm saying? So we're gonna define him now from Yeah, if I was five eight, then I could be, you know, just, just, yeah, you ain't gonna give me that. I could be that because oh, he's just a little tiny Owen over there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it becomes it's just, dangerous. If it's, it's this whole dance. So I just feel like I, you know, I'm I'm not surprised about what he did. Yeah, if if we're talking about into or to, to get a job, he, yeah, he could have worn the right things, done the right things, then got on the field, and all that stuff would have come out. All the, all the owners could have been like, he, he wasn't good. Yeah, we it, all saw him, and he wasn't good. We all saw he, the same thing. I'm gonna tell you what, though. He would if if Al, witnesses. Al, who's, who used to own the owners? Al, Al uh, Davis. If he was alive, he'd be playing at the Raiders right now. I, I think. think he, I think he would be too. I wonder be playing, if, Gruden, uh, if this was if this was that era, they'd be like, man, come on, man. But like if, if there was some Statue of Liberty so, but, team that okay, was like, so that, give me all of your time, you that, know, he it. would be on that squad so, so and they he, would all play with a chip on the shoulder and right. go deep in the playoffs. Well, it shows you where the NFL is now and where their yeah. allegiances are because the NBA is a different league. I mean, the NBA, you got yeah. dudes wearing I can't breathe Eric Garner yeah, shirts yeah. on the court. It's, it's smart to let to let the players feel like. Like um, they can ex- execute their First Amendment rights. Does it hurt the NBA that they are like that? No, no, it does not in any way, shape, or form. Because I think the fan base of the NBA is a lot more multicultural. I will than say this: if Kaepernick won that Super Bowl, none of this would have been a problem. I Dude, think you might so be right. If he won that Super Bowl, you couldn't say anything because he actually won. Yeah, because yeah. he actually he won the game. And and how he did it? Like he he took over a starting quarterback spot, carried that team on his back deep into the playoffs. So, if that last it. play, man, if he won, so different. Here's narrative. what I love about the NF. What I love about the what's happening to the NFL right now. Yeah, who are the two best players in in the league or fighting for the MVP right now? It's not Tom Brady. Quarterbacks. Oh, who it young is quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson yep. and, Lamar, and Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Why are they? Because and they, maybe Pat Mahomes, but and maybe Pat, Pat Mahomes too. Yeah. But he was hurt, but and they're, they're not Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I'm telling you, these guys. Yeah. Are playing in a way that they said, in my opinion, had oh, racial. I remember racial yeah. undertones, overtones that like, oh yeah, you can't be that quarterback here. Yeah. When truthfully, you could. Vince Young's his first year rookie Vince year of the Young, season before Mike he Vitt. started. Cam like, Newton, yeah, Cam Newton. Yeah, I'm saying that like Lamar Jackson specifically. They said you should. You're small. You're you know small. You get beat up. Yeah. You're not going to get to do what you do. But you don't have a finally, good the league is coming to yeah. them. And you know saying, what it is. You know what's happening in football. What happened in basketball. When um, before the jump shot, you know what the jump shot was. It was just the brother going. Oh, so you gonna stand there, mm-hmm. and I can stand here. Oh, all right. And they, <laughs> they yeah. just jump. They're like you can't do that. Like the the first dude to do a jump shot, you know what I mean? Just goes. 
everybody flat footed. I'm gonna jump. Mm-hmm. They outlawed dunking for three because everybody had to adjust. Whoa, what's going no, on yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. Only a certain group, and it was all these little subtle. Hey, oh, let's slow this down. This and is so, a metaphor for America. It's well, America is. I'm gonna I'm take it. America is just slow to change, but the change is here. And it's all these cats every each year. These cats keep knocking on the door. And I'll tell you, fantasy yeah. football. Okay. <laughs> so so what's amazing about it, and yeah. why this change is going to take hold right now, that's real, is yeah. that fantasy football means that there are people out there who aren't Baltimore Ravens fans, yep. who have Lamar Jackson as their guy, and they're saying, so you got a guy out in Oakland who doesn't give a shit about the Ravens, but yeah. is like, that's my guy. Yeah. Suddenly that's his guy, and then he's the number one pick in everybody's draft, and you're saying Deshaun Watson, I don't even care about the Texans. Where are they? Right. How many? What's their record? I couldn't even tell you, but that's my guy. So it's making fantasy football is yeah. making players making stars out of guys outside of their market. So I do think yeah. that that might open it up for, you know, a chance for the league to be like, "Hey man, we got to start. We can't say that a pro-style quarterback is a pro-style quarterback. A pro, a pro quarterback yeah, so is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. A pro quarterback is Deshaun Watson. Yeah. A pro quarterback is Russell Wilson, a guy who is not six foot four. No. He's 5'10, five, 5'11, five, maybe yeah. six feet at the top, but that dude wins you games. Why? Because he can scramble, he can scramble, he can do this and that. He and the, the rules guy. have changed as to how you can touch the quarterback. That's like, right. all, it's like this perfect storm of someone with that ability to come in now. It's kind of like how the, the NBA has changed to where it's, it's a, you know, a three point league now. It's a three so point. So everything is like. Like I couldn't imagine having to run that much playing like in high school. You know what I mean? Like having to cover damn near at half court. Yeah. <laughs> like and then just, like that's a lot of space, man. And so it's just a different I mean, but people take thing. their sports seriously, as you know. Being a Notre Dame fan, oh, yeah. I'm oh, going to tell you a story right now about, okay. and again, because we bet, you bet, you have your side <laughs> bets and whatnot. Yeah. It's rough being a Bengals fan right now, oh. I'm just going to say. Oh, for everything. Yes. Here's the story. The Bengals are the Browns they, of Ohio. <laughs> they are now the Browns of Ohio. Bengals fan makes crazy bet and is now stuck living on restaurant roof until the, win, <laughs> the team finally wins the game. It's Cincinnati. <laughs> it's cold. Didn't we just That's have an hilarious. Arctic blast? Yes. yes. Cincinnati Bengals. This is going to be a movie. This, this is going is to be a an dummy. independent this film. This is a dumb guy. Yes. Bengals 26-23 loss to the Cardinals. You thought oh, they were going to beat Kyler Murray. You yes. thought they were going to win. They the lose again. The idea of to live on the roof came together after he made a bet at the restaurant he owns. Hilarious. Which is in Milan, Indiana, a small town that's roughly 50 miles away from Cincinnati. You know the Cincinnati, yeah, Indiana yeah, yeah. border yeah. right there. It's crazy, uh, Lanham said. I'm stuck in it. I can't get out of it. There's no way out. There you is a way out. You can get out of it. You can clearly get you out of it. Get out of it. <laughs> Just be this like. This isn't like prison. Like <laughs> you, you don't need the Innocence Project to show up and get you <laughs> off of your fucking roof. Okay. So, yeah, you quick. can get out of it. The upside is that not only is it bringing some free advertising to the restaurant, well, there's but reason he's number also one. Also been able to spend six straight weeks living in a man cave, which is arguably better than living at home. He's got a giant TV plus food oh, and drinks from his restaurant to keep him going. On the other hand, yeah, he's not homeless. Okay. He's yeah. honest. And then he's right. also like not around his kids. Right. On the he's other getting oh. better sleep than he's ever gotten Oh in my his God, life. I know. Sorry, guys. He Daddy. says, I hate not Daddy's being bit. around his family and his yeah, fingers I are crossed. I hate, so hate having a fight oh. with my kid to put his shirt on in the yeah. morning when I take him to preschool. Not being around a oh family, but I'm I'm going to stick with my word and eventually they have to win. I don't know. They could go 0-6 this Bengals team. Yeah, he'd and be up there. He what do you have to say until fall camp next year? <laughs> That's hilarious. So keep him up there, That's man. a funny stuff. Do pre-games count? Do preseason a games pre-season next year? Preseason counts, I think. Okay. Right, finally, and this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, NBA... 
three-point specialist drug tested after rare dunk. Okay. <laughs> See, Danny Green touches the roof and brings down the house, and then you got to pee in a cup. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be a spot. It's like if Dougie Buckets, right, McBuckets, if right. Doug McDermott threw down, like, right. a crazy monster. Hey, whoa, whoa, hey, at whoa. a timeout, they'd be like, start peeing, man. Yeah. Thumbs up, There's man. There's inside of you. How great Thumbs is that? Up. Danny Green, a guy who's, like, a great three-point shooter. Again, making great the— defender, great In my deep, opinion, yeah. he's the Ray Allen piece to the Lakers right I now. I hope so. Okay? He, he's weird, though. Sometimes it's like, where is he? Yeah, yeah, but like in the moments won, when he has need, won, yeah, like oh he yeah, won with San Antonio. Oh yeah, he has won hands with team down. Before. He steps so like, up, but he also champion. plays defense. Like a lot of three point people don't play defense like him. So he dunks, yeah. and they're like, "We got what's Man, up? Hey, what hey, do hey, you hey, want? Hey, what do you want? I know you think you get a compliment. Yeah, you got. Yeah, no, you got to be in that cup. It's ridiculous. That's like actually how nimble the NBA is. That's hilarious. Yeah, they're nimble, man. Yeah, man. They've been through it this year. The China um, stuff. Jesus oh, Christ. Ooh. Crazy. What All right, there you go. There. there it is. There it's, it is. I have a funny oh. story for you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. About, uh, before we get yeah. that. Okay, this is about the whole guy saying he's away from his family. Yes. You fly a lot. Sure. And you guys have had your seat and someone sitting there and they go, you mind if I sit with my husband? Mm-hmm, they had a da 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 That happened to me in one flight and I, I looked at the husband. I go, I like to hear from the husband. Do you want to want a break from this seat? He's all happy in a middle seat just like I get four hours of quiet Right, I would right. like to say that husband. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a husband, man. You want to break yeah, through? <laughs> Just be like, he won't let the airline, honey, the right. airline. The, you know, boom, they're boom, not boom, doing boom. that. Honey, he's just... refusing to listen to the exit row instructions. <laughs> yeah. He's just like saying all the Sorry. the airline 911. 911. 911. You bring 911 huh? into this whoa, shit? Whoa, I just want to break. <laughs> Yeah, I love guy. my wife. Some guy wants to get downgraded from uh, business class yes. just for a break from just his life. Just the coach, please. I love that shit. All right, I'm going to play this old school song, Take Us to Break. Nice. You tell me if you heard it, The Dream Warriors. Do you remember this? I know, I know some people dance like this. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Smith. Owen Smith for real. Yes. Follow him on Twitter four. and on the Instagram. Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Owen Smith Live. Owen Smith Live. Go see him. You will be so happy. He's one of our favorite comedians. Thank you, guys. We'll have him on Dumb People Town, too. Yeah. yeah. This oh, is Wash awesome. Your Face in My Sink. When we come back, Chris Christopherson was apparently sleeping somewhere where he shouldn't be. We're going to find out that on the other side. This is View from the Cheap Seats. Stay with us. You wash your face in my sink. Welcome back, guys, to uh, View from the Cheap Seats. We are the Sklar Brothers, and that was Owen Smith. He is fantastic. Love him, follow him, support him, do what you can. He is a great dude. Love talking sports with that guy. Yep. And uh, as promised, we got a voicemail from Chris Christofferson, who has his own views about the cheating he, he, scandal. He, of course he's got an inside, an inside view. view. Take it away, Chris. Hey, boys. Uh, how's it going? It's your old pal... Jimmy Stewart. No, that's not my name. My name is Chris. Chris Kirstiverson. And and I'm calling you today because I have some some breaking news for you all. And I got some news that I think is very pertinent to things that are happening in the news today. Um your good friend Chris Kirstiverson here is is what is what is called in the business a whistleblower. 
Yeah, I'm the whistleblower. And I know that there's only one case in life that we are thinking about when it comes to whistleblowing. And that, of course, is what is happening with the Houston Astros and their signal calling gate. Is that what we're calling it? Signal calling watch gate? Single calling camera in center field gate. Chris Gerstaberson is, of course, the whistleblower on this. Because let me tell you a quick story. Uh, uh, Chris Gerstaberson, Chris that's me, was having just a wonderful night out in the greater Houston-Galveston area. Corpus Christi, just having a great time. And uh, it was me, uh, Chris Gerstaberson, and then, of course, uh, one Kanye West. And, of course, one Joel Austin. You know, just a normal night out. And uh, did you know it? I woke up uh, several days later in a, a very closed and confined space to a loud banging noise. And when I poked my head out, it turns out that I was in a trash can uh, inside the Houston Astros dugout and I you know I peek my head out and I just see a bunch of uh, ball players and there's a computer on top of my head now if I had a nickel for every time I woke up with a computer on top of my head let's just say that I would have 17 million dollars but also let me just say that you know I was just trying to get some sleep I mean why you just let I'm I'm in my late 80s I'm a very old man and I just need my sleep and my rest so, you know, I, I just let you know that I was in the trash can and they were definitely like banging on things and saying curveball and strike. And I was just like, shut the hell up and let Christopherson sleep, goddammit. But, you know, they did not listen. So that's why, you know, two years later now, as I have fully come to and have full recollection, because I've been on a two year vision quest outside of, uh, you know, Cairo. Anyway, so, uh,. I have like videotapes and audio tapes and I wrote some stuff down on masking tape. So uh, I'm going to forward it to you guys and then I'm going to need y'all to just send it over to the Major League Hockey. Baseball, hockey, whatever. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but it's illegal to sleep on a hot air balloon. And uh, that's what I'm currently doing. And uh, so just keep that on the down low. All right, keep it well. Okay, now this song, it's called You and Me by Penny and the Quarters. Um, Matt Bearden. Matt Bearden from KLBJ in Austin, one of our favorite dudes in Austin. Great comic. It's the like co- a lo-fi 60s soul album that was found, an EP. Yeah. Who found it? I don't know. Gosling. Ryan, of course Gosling found it. Uh, it's great stuff. Guys, have a great weekend. Uh, we have great new merch. Our sweatshirt, the Scarborough Country sweatshirt that we've been taking out on the road has been, people have been buying it like crazy and they love it. It's the softest sweatshirt. Get it for your loved one, for Hanukkah, for Christmas. Go to fluffycrate.com, type in Sklar. We got all of our merch there. Great gifts to give for the holiday. Perfect Hanukkah gifts. There you go. Right? Perfect. Hanukkah Kwan- stocking stuffer. Kwanzaa stocking stuffer, if you will. Uh, so check out this. Hanukkah st- is more like a sock stuffer. Yeah, it's a sock stuffer. It's like a big tube sock stuffer. Uh, we got great shows coming up, by the way. Uh, in December, we are going to be doing uh, the live Dumb People Town December 2nd at uh, Largo with, oh, Weird Al Yankovic, 
Dimitri Martin and the lead singer of uh, The Dirty Projectors, Dave Longstreth. So enjoy that. Uh, and then we're doing Amy Mann's Christmas shows, the 9th or the 11th at Largo. Uh, we're doing Flappers. We're headlining in Burbank on the 15th. Just good stuff all the way. And then we're guest hosting Jim Rome's show at the end of the month. So check that out. We'll have all those dates and stuff up. But go to supersclars.com. Check our dates out. Punch Waterfalls, guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Podcast Network.